0: you knew but you have no idea It's the urban sports
1: scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Wole, Ray Jeezy. Uh, Will T is out uh, part of sports journey sportsjourney.com. Make sure you check us out um, on sportsjourney.com. You'll find all kinds of sports content especially for your DMV uh, sports teams. Your favorite D.M.V. sports teams, like the Washington Capitals, the Washington uh, Wizards, and the Washington Football Team. Also, the Washington Na- Washington Nationals can't shortchange that team. But what's going on, Ray Jeezy?
2: What's up, world? As Will T used to say back in the day, <laughs> when I was just saying that, <laughs> I was just saying that all is well, feeling blessed. Although my good time for me to be in the city on inauguration day, which was stupid. I didn't realize back when I was setting my schedule that I would be right there on North Capitol street tomorrow. And I don't know how this is going to work based on the road. Closing, wow. but I have to be in the city with all that's going on, but hopefully I'll be able to get out pretty quickly yeah. uh, or, or at least safely. That's the most important. Yeah. Part.
1: Most importantly, it's a, it's all about being safe. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right, right. That's the, that's the most important thing. Uh, but God, God will, well, definitely you will in Jesus name. You'll definitely, be, you'll be safe. Um, but yeah, okay. We started the show with a prayer. That's hey, bro, man, look, day, man. Cool. I may not say it all the time, but you, my faith is my, my faith is strong. Um, but yeah, bro, like it's a lot. I mean, not, it's a lot going on. I mean, hockey season's back. You know what I mean? We haven't done hockey in a while. We're gonna do that on the show. Um, also, we're not gonna mention it on this show, but on our um Washington football team podcast, all burgundy and gold, everything. That's a cheap plug. Uh, we'll talk about the Washington football team um hiring their new GM on that show. So make sure you uh. Go on your, you know, whatever you, wherever you search for a podcast. go search all, all burgundy and gold, everything with the urban sports scene, and uh, check out our, check out our latest show. We'll talk about the, the Washington football team um hiring the, their new general manager. Uh, but also subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in now and Google Podcasts. Uh, just search the urban sports scene. Uh, tweet us at urban sports scene and hit us up on our urban sports scene Facebook page. Also join our urban sports scene Facebook group search urban sports scene sports bloggers sports podcasters and sports debates you know Ray has said something that Will T used to say I'm going to say something that you Will T normally says when he's on the show let's get into our tradition the pregame. here's what we have on tap we'll talk about which free agent wide receivers should the Washington football team target at 8 20 we'll talk about James Harden being traded to the Brooklyn Nets at 8:38. We'll discuss the the NFL playoffs. Finally, we'll talk about the start of the Washington Capitals season. WNST Caps Insider Ed Frankovic will join will join us to talk Caps. But first, after watching the Washington Football Team all season long, uh, it's it's obvious. It's pretty obvious uh, that this team needs a number two wide receiver. Uh, Ray, which Free agent, wide receiver, should this team target? I'm about to shock you and the world Mm. (laughs) with this answer. But guess
2: what? I'm going to say none. You sent me this distinguished list that starts with Will Fuller. Big name. I mean, obviously, that dude had an awesome season before. Unfortunately, he went out on suspension. A.J. Green, of course, is another big name who, you know his ability, but it, it appears as though, based on reports, that he's being pushed out in Cincinnati or phased out, I should say. And he had asked earlier, from what I understand, to be traded yeah. earlier in the season. But yeah. out of respect for him and what he's done for that franchise, the franchise decided not to make a move midseason. Mm. I'm not going to name every name that you sent me, Ty yeah. Hilton included. However, I'm going to say none. And here is why. Because right now, we like to see what works in terms of success. We, we watch it in all sports. In basketball, so many teams are trying to recreate what the, what the Warriors built. In football, we saw when Legion of Boom was, was in its prime, People wanted to build their teams, the Jaguars, the Falcons. They hired coaches. When the Ravens defense was, was the best in the league, Rex Ryan and um, Marvin Lewis, they, they got jobs off of what they did in Baltimore. So now we have two teams I want to name as great examples. One is my Atlanta Falcons. The season's over now. I can talk about my team. <laughs> so, <laughs> you dra- so you you So you drafted – you drafted um, Calvin Ridley in the first round, mm-hmm. right? And then you go get Russell Gage in the sixth round. They look like a pretty good receiver called Young receivers that you are molding. And Calvin Ridley eventually is blossoming into a number one receiver, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm thinking that if Rob Rivera, based on what he said, is looking to build a winner over the course of his time here, you need to develop young talent. So you need to take a receiver in the first round, and then you need to take a receiver later on. I'll give you another example. Uh, Michael Gallup, he yeah. was drafted in the third round. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb was drafted in the first round. They look pretty darn good together. Yeah. This is the formula right now that's working, and if you're Ron Rivera and you are true to what you're saying, you want to build a team, then don't waste your time on free agents you have, Terry, now who I feel is a veteran, right?
0: He's a veteran uh, now. I feel as
2: though he can uh, he this is his third he's gonna be his third year in the league and, and okay, we can argue about what he's a veteran, but he's yeah. now a leader yeah. on his team and I a feel leader. as
1: though yes. he
2: can mentor some young receivers. That's the direction I would go in.
1: See, I would you, I mean you said a you had a great point about, you know, a veteran. I just think this team, this unit needs a wide a wide receiver that's done it before at the high at a high level consistently, um, to teach some of the young guys who they do draft. Like you mentioned you know, having gauge and and really, but they had Julio, you know what I mean? That's a dude you can learn from, who's been in the league, who's been very successful, who's had had who's had phenomenal postseason games. I mean the Super Bowl when he played against the um the Patriots. You saw what he did in that game. Julio's been doing it for a while and he learned from Roddy White. So you, it's always like to me, like a young a young a young a young wide receiver who's taking his game to the next level is always learning from somebody. Um you got for instance even Minnesota i um, look at I think the kid's name is Jefferson. I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm, I think it's Jefferson. I'm not sure, but um he's learning from uh the kid from LSU. I think it's Jeffries, not Jefferson. Maybe Jeffries, but um he's learning from uh Adam Thielen. You know what I mean? Like you learn from guys who've done it before at a at a, at a consistent level. So it's, I just feel like this organization, this team needs a receiver that uh, and honestly it has to be like, old. but that's why I kind of favor, you know, um AJ Green." I'm probably a minority with it because I know his age, AJ Green's in his thirties and that's not ideal for a lot of you know fans. They want a younger wide receiver who's a free agent. And there's a lot of young wide receivers who are free agents, but it's good to have like a guy like AJ who who runs great routes. Somebody Terry can learn from, bounce ideas from, and even, you know, some of the younger, the other younger wide receivers that, that they drafted or who they're going to or and who they're going to draft, they can learn from them. Cause a lot, I mean, wide receivers, some of the, the top wide receivers that we know today They've learned from vets. This Washington football team has kind of did it backwards. They didn't get an opportunity to learn from a vet who's done things the right way and who's played football at a high level. That's one of the main reasons why, when we talked about it in the past, why why I wanted this team to get Des Bryant, just somebody they can learn from. It doesn't matter. It didn't mean that he had to play at the highest level at that particular point in time, though to come the, the guy, AJ, I mentioned, AJ Green, the guy I mentioned to me, I think still has more in the tank, but. He's a but it's a guy that they can learn from. So I just think that this organ is this this unit, uh, whoever, you know, some of the guys, whoever, if they do draft the guy, they're still going to need a vet who's done it at a high level.
2: I'm not going to disagree. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it. I love your points. AJ Green, in my opinion, would be a good uh, uh, actually a good acquisition. But, again, based on what I've seen and based on what Raul Rivera has put out there in terms of what he's trying to build and now bringing on a, ju- a new general manager, I feel as though you need to go young. I feel as though Terry's in a place to serve in the Adam Thielen type of role. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned Gallup and I mentioned CeeDee Lamb. They have Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, he can serve as that guy. Amari Cooper is super talented. He also, you know, came from a different situation. So he could teach him about be- about being appreciative yeah. and being in a good offense mm-hmm. and, and, and within good structure. Adam Thielen is the one that's on the table for me. I feel like Scary Terry is comparable to Maybe Scary Terry hasn't achieved as much as Adam Thielen, but I feel as though he can serve in that role as Adam Thielen does for Justin Jefferson. I I like the comparison. I love what you're saying. I don't think there's no right or wrong answer here. I'm just giving you my opinion in terms of what I feel should happen. Although, again, if, let's say, A.J. Green or Curtis Samuels brought in, I I wouldn't necessarily be opposed or, you know, try to argue or debate you guys about it
1: no i think there's guys i mean there's a lot of which is the good thing about this list there are a lot of guys that are that to me are um are quite that can help this team win football games right there's a lot of good guys i mean guys on that list and if they wanted to go i mean they have the opportunity like you said to go the draft route um and definitely draft the draft the wide receivers if the wide receiver they want's available um looking at a guy like I mentioned, A.J. Green, I just feel like I feel like A.J. Green could possibly because his age and, you know, his injury history. He's a guy that, you know, if you're trying to gauge things from the draft, he's a guy that may be available after the draft. There's a possibility with that. Uh, some of the other guys I don't know um, would be. Um, I know that a lot of Washington fans like um Galladay, who I mean, you know, who plays for um who played for Detroit last year um super talented kid you know i think he has a lot of ability would be an awesome acquisition if they got him young guy like you mentioned ray um a young guy who's proven um that's a that's a guy that you can probably bring in um it's gonna cost you some money right it's gonna cost you some money i know i know all washington fans want it seems like all washington fans want alan robinson out of chicago who plays plays for the chicago bears um he was wasn't happy with his contract uh, but, you know, I think it would be a great compliment to Terry, um, to Scary Terry. Uh, he's, cause he's a good route runner. Uh, he gets open. Um, so, you know, if you have two good route runners on your team and Ray, you've seen it cause, you know, Julio and really runs great routes. Uh, like Gage just learning from Gage. It seems like he runs good routes. So, you know, when you have, to me, I'd rather have a route running, um, wide receiver over a guy who just is just one dimensional mm-hmm. because I know a route running, uh, wide receiver can break down even the most talented cornerbacks.
2: Okay, now, Amari Cooper obviously is a good route runner as well. These Mm -hmm. Bama boys are good route runners. (laughs) No, bro. (laughs) His name named named Ridley and Jones. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that you might want to go to Bama route in the first round at receiver. Of course. And and, and I think that based on what we've seen from Alabama receivers, it will be a good addition to your team, not just because it will provide, you know, big playability, but, again, it's also – Folks who are coming in season from a great program, Mm -hmm. a winning tradition, and are ready to add to a team that already has Bama guys on defense as part of that core.
1: Yeah, and and you mentioned Amari Cooper. The team tried to get Amari last season. Like, they tried to get Amari. He didn't want to come (laughs) here. It's funny. Like So, to me, it's like, off of that alone, Ron is – Ron isn't happy with his wide receiving core. That we do know. Like, depending on... And he's willing... If he was willing to go the Amari route last season and he couldn't get Amari, there's a chance that he's probably thinking free agency. Like, if he doesn't want... If he doesn't... Yeah. There's there's a chance that he would go the route of signing a wide receiver just off of last season. There's a... Listen, brother. It is important for you to get this right, though. Mm -hmm. And it's
2: not just important to Terry McLaurin. It's important... To Antonio Gibson and those coming out the backfield mm-hmm. McKissick included you have two right now at least two good pass catching backs who make it difficult on other teams if you have other threats at the wideout position similar to New Orleans New Orleans is so hard to cover yeah. Alvin Kamara gets mm-hmm. great matchups because they have good wideouts and they've always historically had strong wideouts now you don't need to have a star. Number two, we know that Robert Meechan was he was he a star? No, yeah. no, Can not yeah, 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 no, no, no. no. But when you have when you have when you have that really good number one, or elite meet number one as Terry is, and you compliment him, and you have good um, pass catching backs in the backfield, oh, man. this offense could now be the be the the piece that could finally finish off what was started this year with a really strong defense. A really strong young defense, mm-hmm. but we can't ignore offensive line also because if you do if you can't block, it won't matter.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that's that's a fact. So I posted on Twitter, you know, what wide receiver, what free agent wide receiver should this team target? Um, or yeah, uh, my man Todd Wilson said Allen Robinson. I said, There's a lot of Allen Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. Burg- the Burgundy Zone said love Adam uh, Adam Robinson, but I don't think he'll be he'll, he'll be coming here. Davis. Galladay and Green, then Green. I like. All right, so I like Davis. Davis, who plays for um the, who plays for uh excuse me, plays for the Titans. I love him. Like he to me he's the physical wide. He's a physical wide receiver. He plays big, uh, and he's a he's a he's an awesome to me. He's a real good deep deep play um big play wide receiver in terms of stretching the st- stretching the football field. So and he plays physical. I think I think they they meet, they need a, a wide receiver who's very physical after the catch. Um, I think he would be a good one. And I'm not sure, I mean, and he's young, so it it, it fills your your thought process too. It turns to bring another young guy here uh to to DC. My man Fred Weber um said T Y Hilton. Uh T Y who's he's in his thirties. I don't know about TY. I like TY, but I'm not sure about T Y. Uh my man my man Gray from from, from UMES uh said Robinson's too expensive. <laughs> Corey Davis, one of the, the one of the Detroit wide receivers, Smith Schuster. And Curtis Samuel's in that in that in that order. Um, the only thing reason the only thing about Curtis Samuel's that I'm not really big on is that he's a gadget wide receiver to me. And I, and we're talking about number two. If you need a number you need a number two, you need a guy who's who's going to create havoc for that you know for for the uh against the opposing defense who gets open often. We just talked I just talked about route running and you know making sure that individual gets open more of a possessionary type of dude that you know if Terry's not having it. He's he's out there getting you know he's out there making life easy for for us uh, scary so I'm not sure about Curtis Samuels but everybody else I mean like I said I like I like David Smith Schuster I, I don't know man him in the locker room may be an issue.
2: <laughs> well, I agree with T Y Hilton. I think his best days are behind him. Mm-hmm. And one of my close friends is a coach fan, and he's already said T Y Hilton is done based mm-hmm. on his assessment, and he watches them very closely. My thought is. If you're not going to go for A.J. Green, the mentor type, yeah. because look how Adrian Peterson was. He was very effective for yeah. the young guys, mm-hmm. except for one, unfortunately, and that guy is no longer with the team. <laughs> but that's a that's a whole other subject. But if you're not going to go that, you know, veteran, older, wisdom type of guy, then to me you have to go for the youngest, most durable, but that is going to cost you, as somebody pointed out. It's amazing. Nobody else has my take. I don't I don't think – I think you need to build. And if you're – if you're Ron Rivera and if you're an incoming GM who obviously you worked with before, mm-hmm. then you know what happens when you build. The Carolina Panthers, within a, I want to say maybe a ten-year span, they made two Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, With guys like Deshaun Foster and um, um I can't think of everybody. What are you talking about? about you know what? But, but Ron, head. you talking about Ron or? You
1: before Ron with Fox, with no, just Fox. A g-
2: no, just in general. Just in oh, general, they had. I, I mean, t- I'm not talking about Ron. Oh, I'm talking about Ron and I'm talking oh, Julius about Julius
1: Peppers. About you got Julius Julius yeah, Peppers. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm just saying on offense, um, yeah. you, you had a running game that you know. Oh, D'Angelo Steve Smith? Williams. Steve you know, Smith. You know, yeah, uh, you know, guys that D'Angelo Williams obviously was a really good player. He was a draft pick. But yeah. I'm just saying, you right, you built. Through the draft and and it paid dividends and I feel like Washington should follow that blueprint yeah, you, with two guys who were formerly in Carolina, which showed that it yeah. worked. Uh, I, I I'm missing one other name that is and is driving me nuts right now. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. There we go. Jonathan
1: Stewart. That's that's you the built, one.
2: You you built you built a team with strong players that to me you know it was like low
1: risk high reward. Yeah, definitely you can do that. I just feel like I mean you could definitely still do it. You could just do it. I mean you still build most get most of your skill players from the draft. There's no but there's I mean there's no rhyme or reason. A lot of some teams veterans there.
2: Don't yeah, get it twisted. yeah.
1: There's no, there's no rhyme or there reason. You there. can still build your team through the draft oh, yeah. and you can just sign sure. a, a player or two or whatever. But yeah, I, I I feel you. Like definitely this team needs to do most of their work in the draft. Uh, I don't think any fan or anybody listening to the show would disagree with that point. All right. Last week, the Houston Rockets traded James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll talk about the mega deal after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports saying for I just you dig deuces. are listening to the urban sports scene with Ray and Wole. Will T. is out part of Sports Journey, SportsJourney.com. All right. Last week, the Houston Rockets traded James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets for Karis Levert and three first rounders. Uh, the Rockets then traded uh, Levert to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo, um, center Jaren Allen and Ford uh and Prince were traded uh from the Nets to the Cleveland Cavaliers um while the Rockets uh receive Cleveland uh Cleveland guard Dante Exum. Uh all together the Rockets got like four future first round picks uh in the deal. Uh will Ray, will this move put the Nets over the top? Uh
2: that's an interesting question and I promise you I'm to answer it. It's all good. <laughs> I want to say real quick that I just this is, this is a tidbit the athletes today, and we know this anyway, have too much power. I want to point this out because we we, we all watched the last Dance. That was the main thing to do for sports fans at one point <laughs> during yeah. quarantine and as this, as this virus began to ravage this country. And we saw what Scottie Pippen went through. He had to endure a lot of bull crap money-wise from the from the general manager in Chicago, from the superstar player next to him. And yet this man worked through that to play and win a championship, and later he left and got paid. Mm. The James Harden's situation was not that bad in Houston was nowhere near it as bad, and the team brought out a good young coach and and good pieces to compliment him. Christian Wood look at what he's doing, John wall yeah, and yet still th- this man behaves this way. I know that n b a players and former nBA players say he's happy now, and that's the most important part even though he recognizes and, and many recognize you can handle it differently, I still think it was the wrong move. But you guys will have put the Nets over the top. We're talking about the Eastern Conference or are we talking about a championship? Uh, this is all
1: about championship. This is what they this is this is why they made okay. the move. So right now
2: the the defending champions are the Los Angeles Lakers. Can K D Harden K D Harden and And um, Kyrie Irving, along with some complimentary pieces such as Joe Harrison and PG's own Jeff Green, can they defeat the Los Angeles Lakers in a seven-game series is the question that that comes to mind when I look at this. And I want to say, of course.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: But will it put them over the top? I don't think so, because you were the one that really stressed to me when this trade first happened that chemistry cannot be developed this quickly and we saw that with the Miami Heat's victory in their first season, even though they were clearly the most talented team in the league. And I, I think that just like with the Clippers last year, chemistry will be an issue. Yeah. When you get into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I just feel I'm with you. I just feel like, uh, I mean, I think that to me, there's an opportunity for them. I mean, I think they have a chance to to win it all. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm not going to say they don't. Um, it, to me, the the, the the big elephant in the room is how, you know, James Harden and Kyrie Irving play together. That's, to me, the, the big elephant in the room. I, I don't have an issue. I've never, it's I have never never had an issue, never thought it would be a problem with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Like, they vibe each other. They're boys. They're boys off the court. Like, that's real. That's 100. That's not, oh, can they play together? They can play together. They they love each other. They're like, they're one of... In terms of the NBA circles, they're thats one of his like Harden. From what I've heard, is like one of his best friends. Um, and then you saw you saw them play together in Oklahoma, and Harden was usually the facilitator, even with Rust and Durant when all of them on the court together. Harden was the facilitator, and you and, and if you watched the game so far and. In Brooklyn, it's the same way. Harden's been the facilitator, and KD is still eating. Like KD looks unstoppable. KD looks like KD, and Harden is still getting his buckets. Um, he still finds his his places where he dribbles the ball uh, enough, but he doesn't have he doesn't he's not dribbling the ball a lot, um, or pounding the ball a lot. So to me, Harden and Kevin Durant can definitely work together, and to me alone, them alone can get them a championship. To be real with you, um, and now you're adding the caveat the the caveat of Kyrie Irving. What is Kyrie Irving, and how is Kyrie Irving and James Harden going to, going to play? Because they're both they're both point I mean point guards in the, in in the essence. Like Kate, I mean, Harden is a, is a two. I um, mean, he definitely scores like a two, but he gets people involved like a one. And you got Kyrie. Then you got Kyrie, a guy who loves the like loves the ball in his hand and is a scorer. So I'm just interested to know how that's going to work.
2: Yeah, it's going to be difficult unless one of them really chooses to defer. And right now, based on what I've seen from Harden, because Harden has been a playmaker, and he has been creating opportunities for his teammates. So Kyrie Irving coming back, and Kyrie Irving clearly struggling mentally. I don't know if you saw his Zoom press conference earlier, but Mm -hmm. he's still not 100% there mentally. I feel as though Kyrie needs to be the one right now to defer. I understand it's your yeah, hometown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that you probably were the one that that drove Katie to come to to Brooklyn. However, with where he is and, and the headspace he's in, I would let Harden be the playmaker and Kyrie. You can still go to work. Also, yeah. if you're Steve Nash, you have to be creative with your lineup. He has the hardest job. We've been all we've been hearing that we all been hearing that since <laughs> this acquisition occurred of James Harden. And brother, trust me. If he does it right, it will work to a charm because, again, you can mix and match your lineups. There are times where you can leave Harden in with the second unit. You know yeah. Harden is the most durable of three, yeah. and I, that's what I would do. But we're, sure. it's going to be
1: interesting to see what Nash does. It is. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, so how does that's, – that's, 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 uh, let's flip it to Oladipo. How does this deal affect our mm-hmm. PG's on Oladipo? Um, do you envision the Rockets building around Oladipo and John Wall?
2: Bro, so I am wrestling with this because if you go to Golden to State and say, hey, are you going to build around Weissman right now? They're going to say, no, we got Steph. We we expect Clay to come back. We see KD's success after his, his surgery. We expect Clay to come back and be Clay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Ola Depot and John Wall are Clay and Steph. And I'm thinking you might need to build around Wood because Wood is rare in today's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big, if he continues to put up the numbers that he's been putting up so far, yeah. I think you build around him. Look look at where the 76ers go wrong. and B should be the man that you feed the ball in and, and, and crunch and time. Yeah. When you do that, normally the 76ers win. Mm-hmm. But clearly, Brett Brown was trying to play a, play a different style of basketball that just wasn't good for a rare big man. Again, the, the game today is obviously what it is. It is it's it's fast-paced. It's shoot. It's stretch fives. But, dude, and to and me, Christian Wood could, could, could kind of play that role. I'm thinking that if he continues uh, at this pace yeah. and improving the way he does, that you can build around him. Oladipo and Wall, two guys with serious injury history, the jury's still out, and that's why I'm struggling. Even though, of course, I'm, I'm fans of both. They're super talented. But right now, if Wood continues this pace, I think you can build around him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. See, I watch Wood, and, and, and like, his numbers are crazy. But when you watch him, there mm-hmm. are limitations with them. Um Okay. His limit. There are certain limitations. Like when well, he don't play defense either. Like you know his defense. He gets he blocks shots though, but he don't really, His defense is kind of light. But that's because he's his light frame though. The real talk. Um, his three his three point percentage this season has been spotty. I mean twenty. But I think he's shooting like twenty nine percent, like close something something like that. But the last game that I watched him play against the um Spurs, he was he was on fire. He was hot. Um, but he like you said, he's skilled. He's definitely a guy who can score score the basketball. Not as efficient as a guy that I would like. I think he's more efficient when he's playing with a point guard like a a, a playmaker like a James Harden, um, John Wall type of player. Like, so you don't have to. Like, I agree with you. If you bring the appropriate point guard, um, you he can get buckets because him on the on the lob, like on a, the screen and roll for the lob, is almost like an unstoppable play because he does have the ability to pick and pop and he does have the ability to roll to the basket. So you know what I'm saying. So it's he you can build around that. You know what I mean? There's some things he can work on in this game to be like that dude, but I I'm, like, I'm I do see like there is an avenue for him to be the guy. Like I won't even like lie about it. There is an avenue for him to be that type of dude, but Absolutely. he does need to work on certain things to, to so that can happen fat sooner to, sooner, sooner rather than later cuz the NBA ain't going to wait for you to be that dude, you know. They're not going to wait for you that long. Like you got to you got to be that dude ASAP, you know what I'm saying? So he does have the ability. Don't don't get it twisted. Like the dude is athletic. He finishes well around the basket. You know what I'm saying? Like he's in. He's a good three point shooter from you know from his track record. This season has been kind of iffy, but he is he is he is a decent three point shooter and he can stretch and he can roll. Like he's the main. The Mar- like folks thought Demarcus Cousins was going to start when when he signed with the Rockets and he's not because of how good this kid Kid Woods is.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question because. Both Wall and on the Depot have shown that they can they can pretty much carry franchises. Wall, I don't care what nobody says, I feel as though he carried the Wizards. I mean, he he made all of us forget about the Gilbert Arenas area, how that ended. Yeah, and you you saw playoff basketball consistently here in Washington, which is is we know home team sports, baby. Steve, we were watching <laughs> Tom Hammond and Tom Googliata. We love Kyle Buccane. He's coaching in the G League now, but it wasn't a lot of playoff basketball right here. Can I go on Liddell Echoes? Can I, can
1: can, I can, you yeah, yeah, you can. You can.
2: Yeah, you can do Chris, it for me, bro. Chris,
1: Chris Whitney, Michael Adams. Bro, right, you <laughs> can do it. Don, Don McClain. Don, can we, can Don, Don McClain. Right here, can, 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 Don McClain. Can we <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Duckworth? Can we do this? Do you want to do exactly. this? <laughs> <laughs> Brother, hey, you the man. You the man.
2: Listen, that's the reason. That's a, that's not, a, that's not, not Mark, <laughs> but Brent. Do you want to do this? So so what wall achieved here was? phenomenal bro <laughs> and what the Ola Depot achieved in in, in in Indiana post Paul George yeah. was for not just post Paul George that that was Roy Hibber's team as well. Yeah. That, that was a tough team. Mm-hmm. You know I, I I'm not gonna name everybody, but I'm just saying these guys have shown that they could be cornerstones, I believe. Yeah. It's just the injury history that worries me and I'm wondering how they're gonna complement each other. Will they look like Wall and Bill did? We'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I liked how. Bill's a better shooter than Old Depot. Yeah, yeah, Bill's a better sh- uh, shooter. I think Oladipo Depot is, is a guy. Oladipo Depot's a better defender. I think if we're going to look at what Oladipo Depot does better than Bill, like Oladipo has always been a decent defender, even coming out of college. Um, Oladipo Depot coming back from the injury, I think they lost to the Bulls last night. I think he had like 30 plus. Um, not coming back from the injury, but come after the, and for finally playing with the, the Rockets, he had like 30. I want to say I'm looking at, looking it up right now. Yeah, Oladipo Depot had 32 points. And you know he's still trying to get his feet wet in oh, yeah. terms of coming back from that injury last season. Um, to me, if you get that, if you get the Depot from Indiana, uh, mirror, I mean, with John Wall, and if they can have, and it's all about rapport, right? We talk about chemistry. We talked about that with the Houston Rock. I mean, with uh-huh. the uh, Brooklyn Nets. It's take time. Yeah, it's gonna take times. But if they can, you know, if they work well together, and it's gonna be a better, it's gonna be a better playing situation, right, compared to what. John Wall had to deal with with James Harden cuz cause, cause that team James Harden they want to be there. It is what it is. Um it's going to be a better playing environment for the coach uh, to coach to coach his basketball team cuz you can see already even though you know they lost a couple games, the morale with the team is is quite different compared with to when James Harden was there. It's just a different. If you see him you him play ball, they're just totally different. Um so you want to see how would um, Oladipo and Wall play together. Um, if they can play with chemistry, this team can you know can win some basketball games. And now you can gauge what you want to do for for the future. And then you got all these first round picks. So either way, you're gonna know what you got. <laughs> the, the West is
2: stacked though, bro. Yeah, the West man, it is, is stacked. And if if you include a healthy CJ McCollum and Dame, I don't even know if <laughs> this is close to the best backcourt in the yeah. Western Conference. So it's gonna be tough to say where they can build around these two and mm-hmm. win in the West because right now it looks as though they're not going to make the playoffs even though we expect a couple of teams to drop out mm-hmm. of that top eight but you also have Denver on the outside looking in right now and we expect that to change if Denver's just too good they'll get Michael Porter Jr. back yep. so dude it, it's going to be tough and you're going to have to you're going to have to build a team that threatens the the franchises there at the top the two LA franchises clearly come to mind and right now well, Wall Depot and with all due respect to them, yeah. You're talking about Kawhi and P G oh my gosh and A D you know, it, it's it's not gonna work. You're gonna have that team concept which Golden State proved that, you know, chemistry, which you just mentioned, yeah, goes a long way, man, along with the talent.
1: And also hard work, man. I watched the Warriors come back from a nineteen oh, point yeah. lead against the the Lakers last night, and that was hard work and grit, dog. That was hard work and grit. True. And it's, true not, stuff, it's not true as stuff. They're not as they're not the Warriors team of old, but they they work harder. Like I don't I don't know. How, they work harder and you see it. And I just I think that in in today's NBA, if you are hustling for every play, you're putting you putting that, that defensive ter- determination out there on the court. You can compete in a, in a bunch of in a bunch of NBA games. There's a lot of there are a lot of talented NBA players, but not a lot of guys who work extra hard in the NBA. So I think you outwork somebody, you have an opportunity to kind of, you know, get some wins under your belt. But the only time we'll tell, like, the the main theme of this show so far is chemistry. So they're going to have to build chemistry. So we'll talk about the NFL playoffs (laughs) uh, after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages, your deuces. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Ray Jeezy. Myself, Bo We'll tease out. We're part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. All right. So over the weekend in the NFC Divisional Round, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the New Orleans Saints 30-20 to advance to the NFC Championship game. Uh, did uh, Ray, I have a question for you. Hold on. There you go. I think I got disconnected. There we go. Ray, I got a question for you. Uh, did Sean, Coach okay. Sean Payton make a big mistake by keeping Drew Brees in the game instead of going with James Winston?
2: Okay, so full disclosure here real quick, just between you and I. I know yeah. everybody's listening, but I still got to say this. <laughs> when you text me <laughs> yeah. and you said Brees' arm looks much weaker, Yeah. I unfortunately was out. Picking up food, of course, I had yeah. to pick up dinner. Yeah, I had to ride all the way to when Brandy wanted to get. Well, not all the way. I don't know <laughs> that far. <away>. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I, I at the time had no clue what you were. Oh, talking about. okay. And still, of course, I, that's why I was like, "Yeah, his arm ain't never been that strong." You know, yeah. that, that was my response. Yeah, yeah, but
1: yeah.
2: Anywho, I, I get home and I and I turn on the TV. Everybody watching that game clearly saw that Drew Brees did not have any yeah. arm strength. I mean, no, I, had, I I, I could have got the ball downfield better than he did so of course you let the legend go out on his terms yeah it, it, it hurts to watch it reminds me of bernard hopkins getting knocked to the rope in yeah. his last fight you know it reminds you of miguel cotto fighting <laughs> with that grotesque injury in his last fight mm-hmm. it, it hurts but when you accomplish so much in your career you earn that right however if your goal was to win a super that's bowl the as the franchise that's the sean payton brother you definitely left and and Jameis comes in and throws a beautiful ball. <laughs> yo, you, still
1: don't, you still don't put that man in. Yo. That's the thing that got me Ray. It wasn't I get I get, like I, I agree with you. I get like that's that's Drew Brees, man. That's a Hall of Famer, one of the all time greats. I get it. But it's a team game, man. And you got the you got the first, you got the second seed of the the second seed of the NFC for a reason, bro. Like your goal is to win a championship. It isn't to – to worry about one's ego, you know what I'm saying? I'll give you a prime example. Um, Tom Brady, uh, the, his the year that he won the Super Bowl. Uh, um, Eric Bloodsoe, I mean, i Drew Drew Bloodsoe, sorry, Drew Bloodsoe was one, yeah, Drew Blounto <laughs> was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at that particular point in time. Like he was, uh-huh. he was a top tier quarterback. You know mm, what I'm saying? And he got healthy. He got healthy, and he won. Matter of fact, he had won them a game. He, he won them a game in the postseason. He was like, Coach Belichick was like, you know what? I still feel that Tom Brady gives me the best chance to win. He could have been like, you know what? I owe you, Drew. Like the end of, we, we owe you to give you this opportunity to win, to be the starting quarterback in this Super Bowl game. You know what I mean? But he went with Tom Brady, you know, in the rest of history. Sometimes you've got to make those difficult decisions. Yeah. Now, we're not always
2: talking about legends in these examples, but I'll give you another one. I'll give you two more. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner wasn't supposed to be the starter on that round. No, he wasn't. It was supposed to be Trent Green. But you had to to ride the hot hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Vick came in and took Kevin Cole's spot because Andy Reid said, I can't take this dude out. Mm -hmm. He's playing too well. Uh, Kaepernick, Alex Smith, a former first-round pick, had really done anything wrong to that point. but But Harbaugh thought, Jim thought that at the time, Kaepernick was a better yeah, option. Than good Nader point. Smith.
1: Very good point. Sometimes
2: yeah. you have to do what you have to do. Now, again, people will argue, well, Drew Brees is a legend. I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, what was the goal for the franchise? There you go. Was it to let Brees go on his own terms or was it to win? And I guarantee if you ask ownership, their answer is, well, we always want to win. Yeah. But we love Drew. So there was a conflict.
1: Yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely. Because you can see, like, Tampa played it to a point where they weren't scared of him going deep. <laughs> they were and that's wild to say that because drew Brees will always test will will test your secondary like he will throw it up you know what i mean to show you you know what i'm gonna take shots down the field and he wasn't able to do that and i'm just saying like that that limited a sean payton offense to a point where you know they you know he gave up big picks and interceptions and pretty pretty much uh Hope Tampa win the football game. It wasn't that Brady was great in that game because Brady didn't have the greatest game in the world either. But you know when Drew Brees and that New Orleans offense is making a bunch of mistakes and made it easy. It made it easy for uh yeah made it easy for Tampa to pull off a win on the road to advance to the NFC Championship game. All right, so Ray the the, the Bucks now are taking the pack, taking on the Packers. Uh, the Packers they beat the Rams I think eighteen to thirty two um, at Lambeau. Uh, to advance to the NF- to, to also advance to the NFC championship game. Um does Brady have what it takes? Can he shock can to me shock the world and beat Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau because right now Aaron Rodgers looks like the hottest thing since slice bread?
2: Oh oh no question. But what scares me is Brady and Bruce Arians being considered underdogs. Mm. Man, I love Bruce Arians. I love Bruce Arians, yeah. brother. I love the way he stands up for his guys mm-hmm. and remember who was cold. Well, yo, I'm telling you, if you put Brady in that situation, I just feel like he relishes the fact that not only are you counting him out because Rogers is hot, but also because it's going to be freezing cold yep. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 in green Bay. So he's coming into the game and my eyes for him to be a legend and be an underdog,
0: mm-hmm. licking
2: his shots for this one. But you still got to play the game. Yeah, you still got to play <laughs> and the game. that Green Bay defense, as we've seen with every defense in this league, if you can get after Brady, and especially in, in, in this weather, and with his weapons being hobbled, yeah. I believe that Brady has a very slim chance to win this game. But, of course, he is the, the GOAT. You have to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians was the coach of the Cardinals when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah, correct. Yep. Or was it Wizard Hunt? Or was no, it Wizard
1: no, Hunt? no. It's Bruce Arians. You're right. It's Bruce Arians. He was the coach. It was
2: Bruce Arians. Yeah. And 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 look at what they did as underdogs all the way to man. It took a, a an amazing throw from Ben Ben to put the Steelers to put the Steelers over the top that game. So bro, I'm not gonna count these dudes out, but I, I, I'm leaning toward Green Bay. I haven't officially made my choice yet. Because it's Brady and Aaron.
1: Yeah, I I got, I got, I have, I have Green Bay winning. I just think that with the way A-Rod is playing, like I haven't seen him play at such a high level. Like, I mean, he's been great, but he's been playing in in an amazing level. um, And it's, everything's clicking. And his wide receivers aren't the greatest wide receivers in the world. They really aren't. Other than Devontae Adams, like there's a, like he makes them dudes look good. Like he makes them look better. Not saying look good. He makes them look better. Uh, but he's been so pinpoint accurate um it's to me just like Brady you know just like Brady he's he's he 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 thrives in a moment you know what i'm saying like you know and this is a, and he looks for Competition at the highest level. And I'm telling you, knowing that Bray's on the other side, just like Bray's looking at him, he's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. They, 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 like these two dudes are going to compete against each other. Now, granted, they're not really competing against each other because they go, compete against their opposing defenses, but they are competing against <laughs> each other mentally. You know what I'm saying?
2: You got to give Matt LaFleur
1: some love, though. That bro. too, yeah, bro. got to give
2: some love. Watch the I knew it yeah, because. You did, you did. Mm-hmm. All the talk about the young and up and coming coaches, McVay is the first name that is mentioned often. You know, at one point it was it was Josh McDay was out, out in New England, mm-hmm. but Matt Lafleur, he it seems like he doesn't get credit because of what the, the uh, of what he was given
1: or the situation that he he went into. But dude is awesome. I, I no, feel like it's going to be a good chess match between him and Aaron. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great. I think it's an amazing coach. I, to me, Aaron Rodgers wasn't. He was still doing Aaron Rodgers stuff, but he wasn't accomplishing this as, in terms of what this team is doing. Like this team is more balanced I know, MVP because of discussion. Yeah, this team is more yeah. balanced because of McLeod, like uh, LaFleur, and every, this team isn't just Aaron Rodgers. It's a lot. It's like the running backs. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's the tight ends. It's it's the offensive line, the improved offensive line. It's the it's the play calling. Like this team is is doing more as a unit offensively than they've ever done because it used to be a hey, Aaron go play uh, street ball with that football. Like hey just just scramble, you know what I'm saying? Stall some time and then make the perfect pass. You know what I'm saying? Now it's more structure to to what uh, Green Bay's offense has been in the past. So yeah, I think I'm with you. This dude has been amazing for this team um so let's go to ball let's talk about the baltimore ravens baltimore ravens lost a tough one to the buffalo Bills, 17 to 3 um in the, in the afc divisional round lamar jackson threw a tough pick a pick six in the red zone to pretty much end the ravens chances of winning that football game Um, in the future what does lamar need to get over the hump
2: man that is such a good question first of all we focused in on Lamar because he's the face of the franchise. He makes the spectacular yeah. plays, mm-hmm. and he's earned the right to, to become the face of the franchise. Most of the time, the quarterback is. Let's just be honest. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you always have guys who, who contribute, but the, the the quarterback is the face. And again, Lamar's earned that right. However, it's about what's around Lamar, I believe, that's going to get him over the hump. Because, look, people are going to say, oh, he needs to get better as a passer. And, and, and trust me, there are areas that he can improve upon. But there are some things about his game that aren't going to change at this stage of his career. Yeah. He's been playing a certain way his entire life. It's just something like they, like people try to change or coaches try to change Tim Tebow. It wasn't going to happen. It's just cer- certain attributes, you know, certain guys have or some guys don't. So mm-hmm. do, Lamar does not need to be the greatest passer for the Ravens to win. The Ravens played a great game. Uh, uh, that pick six obviously made a 14-point game, but other than that, how many points did Buffalo's offense really score? They not they didn't yeah. score a lot. They didn't do anything. Yeah. So the defense is always the defense is always consistent in Baltimore. It's just the weapons on the outside. If you give Lamar, we talk about Washington needing some help with the receiver. The Ravens not only need a number two, they need a number one. Hollywood is a really good number two probably actually. But yeah. they need a number one receiver. It's they need cl- a number one receiver I- and they need a uh, they need a consistent running game as well.
1: Yeah, I think that. See, I like Hollywood I like, I Hollywood. I like Hollywood a lot. Actually, it's funny because I do like Hollywood of a lot. Of course. Um, I think Hollywood. would He's be, not number one on Well, I don't know. You know More what I'm like. saying? No, I'm gonna be real with you. Nah, you can call me whatever. You know, I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, right. the thing about Hollywood, I, I put it this way, I think Hollywood would be have fantastic numbers if he played with a Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback. Then we would the, the the narrative would be different. The narrative would be different. Like I know what you're saying. Like a number one. So. And it's not a knock on, it's not a knock on Lamar. I think Lamar is a fantastic, a fantastic quarterback. Um, it's not a knock on him at all. But I just think that, like, I th- to you, to your point, Ray, I feel like, you know, you just get, your off- one, your offensive coordinator has to be better. Um, and you just got to know what you got. Like, yeah, he's, everybody's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's not going to be Brady. Everybody's not going to be Breeze. Everybody's not going to be Patrick Mahomes as a passer. That's not, everybody's not those individuals. If the, everybody could be that individual, then they would be that individual. All right. Lamar is blessed with a skill set that can still win you championships you know what i'm saying and Absolutely. if you give him talent you give him enough talent to what to, to to fit his skill set then yeah you can definitely do he can definitely you know get him over to him i don't I, and someone put, uh, mentioned this on a in a facebook group i mean, a facebook group um i think one it's called um it's a ravens facebook group but they said pretty much lamar won a playoff game that's what his that's what that's that's what that's what that's what to me, that was his next step because he didn't win a playoff game. He won a playoff game, so to me, that's his next step that he 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 completed that step. Now it's about you know doing what he, what this team expects. This team expects to win Super Bowls, win go to go to Super Bowl, win a championship, and I think Lamar can do that. To me, he's still young. There's time. Like I have all faith. in LeBron, Lamar. We haven't seen the best of Lamar Jackson. Period. You know what I'm saying? We haven't seen the best. So of- I'm with my Baltimore
2: family yesterday, mm-hmm. and their argument was. Joe Flacco achieved more with less that receiver than they're what different. the Ravens currently have. They're, yeah, they're right. different. Right, and and I I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily agree with that because Todd Heat was one of the top tight ends in the league, and that defense was a historic defense. Yeah,
1: it's still different. Uh, yeah,
2: but but I do I do believe that the Ravens are not far off collectively. Yeah.
1: And a Facebook group is called uh, Ravens. You, you need
2: to add a receiver. You can argue you can argue with Marquise Brown is is a number one it maybe he is a number one. I but don't you still gonna have other pieces to no. fit around. Uh, around Marquise Brown
1: no, no. at the receiver position. No, I, I agree. I'm not saying Marquise Brown is number one. I just, I, I think the jury's still out mm-hmm. on Marquise Brown. Put it that way. I just feel like... He's talented. He's talented, open. bro. He get open, <laughs> man. He get open. Like, he do well, get open. He's, he's so fast. He, yeah. He's so fast. But you do... I know what you're saying. Like, I mean,
2: But his hands aren't... The, his hands... Now, you talk about... Uh,
1: what's his name in Seattle? You talk about D.K. Metcalf's hands. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, that may not be...
2: Hollywood, Hollywood has dropped.
1: Yeah, I Man, believe that's you. Another issue. Yeah, I believe you. I'm not knocking. I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying he's a number one. I just think the jury's still out on him. Like as another like, I think he. If you put him on a different squad, like when a, a passing oriented squad, oh he's a baller. He could be a baller. I'm just saying like of there's but, but again, Lamar, that's not Lamar. Like I, I hate when people try to make somebody into something they're not. Like not every like. It took – and he's not. that's not Lamar now. It took Russ how many years to be this guy. Like, Russ was, couldn't throw for – wasn't sure. throwing for 300 yards. You know what I'm saying? He was throwing for 200 yards, and now he's a 300, 400-yard passer. So, it's, it, he's still young. He's still evolving. You yeah. know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? See, to me, his skill set is different, though. I feel as though Russ has better mechanics. I feel as though Russ mm-hmm. is just
2: uh, – Russell Wilson, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel as though he's just a better quarterback. And in and many different facets. Lamar is just an amazing athlete. Yeah. Bottom line, that happens to play the quarterback position and improves every year. He improves every year. But,
1: yeah, he does.
2: But he does not have that passer ability that can carry a team a la some of the greater quarterbacks. Yeah. Peyton Manning, always comes mind as a man that could camouflage a bad defense. Yeah. Even Tom Brady, of course, could play on New England teams that had meh type of talent. Exactly. He was just I that agree. good, you know. So, and nobody is asking Lamar to be yeah. that guy. Like I said, I feel as though the focus and the criticism falls too much onto him when, you know, he's not always given the right opportunity. You mentioned offensive coordinator. That's I'm another like, yeah. area that the Ravens, of course, have to look at.
1: Yeah, they should. I think they're doing – I'm with you. They He gets too much of the blame. How um, you use the run game. How you, know? do you use the run game, that too. Yeah. That definitely. So, again, yeah. so in a tough AFC divisional playoff matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cleveland Browns 22-17. Patrick Mahomes got knocked out the game with a concussion. Uh, do you think he plays Sunday – uh, in the AFC Championship game against the Bills. Um, and if he doesn't, are the Bills the, fav- the favorites?
2: Of course, the Bills are the favorite if he does not play. Although, what I saw from Andy Reid and Eric Vietnamese shows that they have faith in the guys, and you still have the uh, most amazing weapons in the league with Kelsey and Tyree Hill. So, you don't necessarily have to deviate that much from your gameplay, but also it creates the element of the unexpected. Look at, the, look at two guys, two four stringers we watched in Baltimore, and in Washington, come in and have success <laughs> in the playoffs. If if you're now preparing for Chad Henney, you don't know what you're going to expect. Mm. And that's hard to game plan for. And on the flip side, of course, Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah. So I'm not going to say the Bills are heavily favored in Mahomes as a play because yeah. you still have to game plan for the best tight end receiver tandem in the league.
1: Yeah. I, I still think Kansas City will still take that dub, take that win. I just feel like they still have a lot of talent in terms of the skill positions to kind of get w to get Mm a w in this game. Um, If and I'm thinking that Sammy Watkins will probably play in that game, so they'll they'll get an added uh, an added player. He didn't play against. They they don't
2: finish drives well, if you ask me. Though they they don't either. They don't. Kansas
1: City in general, they don't. I agree. They just don't. They don't. Yep. I totally agree. All right. The NHL season is back, and the Caps are 2-0-1. Right now, they are tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-4. I, I don't know if the Caps play defense. I ain't going to lie to you. WNST <laughs> Cowboys insider Ed Frankovic will join the show to talk of Caps after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For Yeah, dig Deuces. I thought Will was here. I don't hey, know guys. why. <laughs> hey, Hey,
0: Ed. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside That's my how DNA. We'll you lit conception not yeah. transform like this perform like this Wish you with y she take off wrong. your off a your lot. head this a that puts the kiss to bed this that I got I got I got I got realness I just got sh- this in my DNA I got millions I got riches building in sure. my DNA I got dark I got sure. evil uh, that uh, right, come back my to DNA. Break right now. I got off I got trouble some hard my DNA. I just went again, then went again like Wimble then I serve. Yeah, that's him again. The sound they engine in is like a bird. You see fireworks in covet tie the skirt, the boulevard. I know how you work, I know just who you are. use use
1: use You are listening to the urban sports scene with Woley, Ray Jeezy, and Will T is out. Part of sports journey, sportsjourney.com dot com. I think we were online. I think I was on when we were t- when I was talking after the break. Sorry if y'all heard that whole conversation. I apologize. All right, right now we have WNST, WNST's Washington Capitals insider Ed Frankovic on the line. What's going on, Ed? And happy New Year!
3: Happy New Year to my fellows at the urban sports scene. So good to be talking with you guys again, man.
1: Oh, it's it's awesome. Man. I haven't talked to you. We haven't talked to you in a while. It's good to talk Caps. I yeah. think I'm gonna let Ray have the first question because he called me out during the break, because he wanted it, <laughs> so he got it.
2: <laughs> well, and, and I wanted to ask a general question, and in part, or not just in part, largely to educate our listeners, because I, I really can't say where the NHL and hockey as a sport ranks here in the States. Now, globally, it's a different story, but I know that Gary Bettman comes out. He says that the league and, and its clubs will lose billions with a B, Just to stage this 2021 season, what impact will that have on the NHL moving forward? Like, is it popular enough globally in order to sustain these types of losses? Or is this, like, going to be a major, major problem moving forward for the league? Well, first
3: off, I have a hard time believing Gary when he says they're going to lose billions (laughs) because uh, (laughs) the TV deal in Canada is, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They're making a ton of money on Mm -hmm. that. So, um, and point. I think their hope is still that they're going to get um, fans in the building in the playoffs, right? In, mm-hmm. in May or something
0: mm-hmm. in, in
3: some places, right? I mean, they're already fans in some spots. So um, I don't know that I believe what Gary's saying, but um, what's going to happen is basically, well, the players are taking reduced salaries, right? Cause you're playing 56 games instead of 82. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not buying it. I mean, I do, they are going with alternate streams of revenue with the, you know, the ads on the helmets and things like that. So they're trying to make it up. They dev- It's definitely a fan-generated league, but that TV contract out of Canada is massive.
1: Mm. No follow-up, Bray. You, you don't have a follow-up, Ray?
2: Oh, well, no, no. I, that, that's Well, that's why I asked. see the average, I want to say that the casual hockey fan would know that this TV deal in Canada is mad. That's why I, I felt as though. Globally, this could be sustained because hockey is big in Canada. It's big in Russia. It's big Mm -hmm. in other countries, but it's not as big here. And it's interesting to to hear that you don't necessarily trust the words of Gary Bevin. I don't know much about him personally. You know, I don't follow him as closely as I follow other commissioners. But I just want to get that uh, perspective from you because I'm looking at other sports. Like, like Taylor Leontis is losing. big. He was already losing money on the Wizards. And I felt like the Capitals was his cash cow. So it just sucks.
3: T V contracts pretty good
2: too, so I don't
3: know if i buy what Ted's saying either. <laughs> <laughs> He's losing money now. He's money now with nobody in this building.
0: Ooh, that's that hilarious. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. All right, so <laughs> I want to talk about the caps. Let's go, let's go with the caps now. The caps right now are two zero oh, and one. So far. And how, I mean, right now they're playing the Penguins and it's four to four and they had a, they had a three, one lead. Uh, how would you grade their defense?
3: <laughs> well, I think it, this is a, this is a, um, this is a multiple answer. I, I like what they did in the off season, okay. getting uh, Zidane O'Chara from Boston. And I like getting Justin Schultz from Pittsburgh. I think they've got way better personnel on the back end mm-hmm. and they played pretty good defense early. Uh, tonight's game. You guys were on the air. You missed a. Uh, you missed. There was a great first period. The second period was uh, a crap show. Let's put it down. Oh, I saw it. I watched the, it. The I
1: was doing both. I watched.
3: It. <laughs> so the Caps are up four two. Mm-hmm. They're up four two. They got a five on three power play. They uh-huh. call a timeout. Obi takes. They win the face off. Obi takes a shot. Now it is Obi, but I, I think it was an ill advised shot. I would have set it up and, and <laughs> tried to work it in lower. But then Pittsburgh clears the puck. I hadn't seen this in years, but Carlson on a five-on-three, instead of carrying the puck into the zone, dumps it in. The Penguins goalie is very good with his stick and shoots it down, and the Penguin guy gets a breakaway behind Obi and makes Mm -hmm. it Mm four-three. Two men down. So the Penguins have four goals tonight. Three of them are on special teams, two power play and one shorthanded. So the Capitals' defense is better, but their special teams are killing them in Pittsburgh tonight. So um, I think the defense is going to be better this year, better personnel with Chara, and um, Schultz back there.
1: So you're listening to the Urban Sports, same part of the sports journey, sportsjourney.com. Right now we're rapping with WNST's Caps Insider, Ed Frankovic. So speaking of goalie, you know I love goalie. Hope he's gone. Um, so who who is your favorite between the two young goaltenders?
3: Well, Sam Sonoff was the first-round pick in 2015, yep. mm-hmm. so he has to be the guy. Um, he did have that horrible – uh, mistake where he rode to at ATV apparently and injured himself, mm-hmm. and he has not looked—he has not looked consistent in the first two games.
0: And that middle
3: game, Vanacek actually stole in Buffalo. Yeah. Now Vanacek's having some issues tonight. Um, the first goal was really weak that he let up. He didn't control the rebound. Yeah. I can't fault him on the second because the Penguins scored on a five-on-three, the- and then the last one, the last actually the last two—one was the breakaway yeah. on the five-on-three. Hard to fault him there. And then the last one is Gensel standing right in front of the net. He can't see the shot. Mm-hmm. So Vanacek has been good. He stole him a win in Buffalo. Um, I, I've always liked him. I think Sam Sonoff is the the natural uh, one you would say would should be the number one,
0: mm-hmm. given that he was
3: a first-round pick. But Vanacek going to make it difficult. And in this season with 56 games, a lot of four games and five nights, three games and four nights, you're going to need two goalies. They're both going to have to play well
1: so okay so because i'm trying to. so in this game here so what's the what's the like so basically in this game here the only issue is there is the penalty kill the penalty kill uh, the,
3: the uh well they took bad penalties okay. so yeah they gave up a they gave up a five on three goal mm-hmm. and then the power play was the big thing you're up four to two you got a two-man advantage on the power play and what do you do you give up a breakaway to mm-hmm. make it four three so you Instead of going 5-2, it's 4-3. So um, just not really smart hockey. I, I'm, you know, the, the guy running the power play, Blaine Forsythe, has uh-huh. been with um, George McVie and then uh, Brian McClellan here for a lot of years. At some point, he's got to be moved out if this continues where they keep making these mistakes on the power play because uh, that's his job. His mm-hmm. job is the power play. And right now that's costing them in this hockey game.
1: Would you say it's lack of concentration or, just, or that is over, really overall coaching?
3: Overall, coach. I okay. mean, come on, John Carlson's got to be. I mean, they, I didn't like that the face off. They, you know, the face off was really quick, and they tried a 45 foot shot of Ovi. Now, granted, it's Ovi with the best shot in the league, but yeah. from 45 feet out with a five on three, you really want to move that in closer, like Pittsburgh did, and get a tap in, right? Because mm-hmm. you got you're going to have passing lanes, and you can move in close. And then just to dump it in on a five on three. I mean, I don't know. John Carlson's got to know better than that. I don't know if the coaches are telling him to do that, but five on three. You have all that room coming across the blue line. They're backing up. You should be able to carry that in and set it up. So that was a huge mistake.
1: So so I want to go offense now. I want to talk with my guy, Uh, Kuzi. Obviously, we all know about Kuzi's great Stanley Cup run to help the 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 Caps win the championship, uh, win the Stanley Cup. Is it Koozie's it time to now become a star? You know, it's he's borderline. He's even after that season, he's still been borderline. He still hasn't to me. I feel like he's underachieved. Is it now? Is now, is now the right time? And I know he started off a little slow, but tonight he's he's got a he's got his first goal of the season. But is it his time now?
3: It has to be. It has to be, guys. And you're absolutely right. He has underachieved, underachieved since that run. We saw what he could do. Under uh, Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert. Lane Lambert is a great forwards coach, went with Barry to seem to reach Cousy. He got Cousy to play at the level he needed to play at. He has all the talent in the world, but he tends to be flaky and very inconsistent. And that first 10 games of the next season, he was good. Mm-hmm. And since then, he is vastly underachieved. Tonight, I agree. He's going to the net. He's making good plays. He could have two goals. He's got one. Mm-hmm. He needs to be consistent. He can't be this guy that's one of every four, one of every five, one of every six or seven games. He needs to be consistent from period to period. And, and so far this Caps team this year has been very inconsistent from period to period. Mm-hmm. They basically played 20 minutes a night Yeah. so far. They had a great first period, and the second period was awful. Kuznetsov has got to step up. They want to go anywhere in the playoffs. He's got to be the guy because Backstrom's going to do the first line. Eller's a good third line. But they got to have Kuznetsov running that second line. And if they don't, they're not going anywhere.
1: I, I agree. At least Tom Wilson's stepping up. He has, he has two goals tonight, uh, three goals for the season, I believe. So Tom Wilson's a guy who's definitely stepping up.
3: Yeah, he's the heart and soul of the team, mm-hmm. to be honest. nailed that one. The players love him. He plays hard. He hits. He's physical. He kills penalties. He, he's a real team guy. He's a future captain. If Ovi ever retires, he'll be the next captain um yeah he 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 has blossomed into it last year he blossomed into a
1: you know a
3: a high-end player close to a star in this league Uh, no doubt about it
1: definitely hey well ed thanks for being on we're going to try to get you i mean throughout the season and hopefully we got a a, a repeat of what we had a couple years ago
3: (laughs) would love to anytime you guys want me i'm on i'll happily go on the urban sports team man you guys are my guys
1: i appreciate you ed you have a blessed one thanks for being on Gotta hey, talk to Ravens too, Ed. Too. <laughs> yeah, so talk to yeah. Ravens too. We'll talk to Ravens too. Off. We'll talk to Ravens too. Yeah, we will. We're gonna watch this offseason. Get, rece- get some receivers. Get some receivers. All right, Ed. You take care. <laughs> you too, guys. <laughs> all right, but that is again that is Ed Fragovic from the WNXT network. Um, Ed is the Washington Caps uh, insider. So make sure again you go on wwnxt dot net. Uh, you check out Ed's uh, articles. Ed writes for that particular website. All right, man. Um, we already kind of made. I mean, we I made my NFL um championship picks on the show. I kind of already said who I thought was going to win the game. But uh, you can check our picks officially out at the uh, Football Garbage Time website, which is at which is www.footballgarbagetime.com time. dot com. Um. It's part of the it's part of the urban sports scene. Football garbage time challenge. Will is in second place. Ray is in sixth place, and I'm in eighth place. It's been a it's been a hard drop. Anyway, uh, football garbage time uh, times. Hakun Wong is in first place, and the homie George is now tied for third place. Hey so make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Tune in and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And make sure you check uh, check check make, make sure you check out Sports Journey at SportsJourney.com for all your DMV sports content. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening to the show. Always appreciate my homie Ray Jeezy. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig? Deuces. A mega us out, big homie.